What Remains Inside Chapter 1, 1980, Summer Sherry, are you coming to get me? This is her father, Dr. Downey. Oh, are you okay? he asked. Yes, I'm fine. Uh, Sherry said she was coming to get me. Well, she left about six minutes ago. She should be there in about 13 minutes. All right, then I was just wait. Are you all right? Yeah, let her know I'm waiting. Do you want me to call the police? I paused and waited. It was not long, but I lingered in the safety. The silence sat between us on the phone. I held on to it. I didn't want to hang up the phone. I wanted to be protected by Sherry's father. I longed momentarily for the silence in the background of their home while he waited for me to decide. The police had already been to our house once tonight. Finally, I said, I'll just wait for Sherry. Bye. I looked down on the floor as I hung up the telephone. The phone had a long, maybe 10-foot cord, and it was curled up in a tight tangle between my fingers. My mother was sitting on the floor, cross-legged with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. The ash was almost the whole length of the cigarette and curled over like the fingernails of the ladies in the Guinness Book of World Records. Her hair was graying, dried out, and wiry. I couldn't help but think of how much I hated her. She wasn't looking at me, and I stared at the phone. Who should I call next? I remembered that Sherry was coming to get me in eight minutes. I thought her father had said eight minutes, although I couldn't imagine how long eight minutes actually was. I turned to walk out the front door. I was thinking I could walk down the street and Sherry might see me as she drove up. Just as I turned, my mother started crying audibly. Donna! Don! Don! As I looked at her, her eyes became dark and fierce. Mommy? She whispered, Mommy. And then she smiled at me and started to laugh. Mommy, don't go, she said, and she took a drag from her cigarette. Finally, the ash fell and it hit her thigh. Fuck, she shouted, and then lay down on the floor. Fuck, 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 she shouted louder as she smashed the cigarette into the linoleum. I saw the plastic brick linoleum square melting into the form of a smooth circle as it smothered the life out of the cigarette. Mom, I said calmly, it's Donna. Mom, mommy, she said. She stood up, swayed for a moment, and then she walked towards me, the whole time staring into my eyes. I felt naked and awkward, as if my body was shamefully ugly, as if I was shameful. I wanted to say, stop it, you fucking stupid bitch, except I said again, Mom, it's Donna. You know the secret, she said to me. She stood tall and walked right behind me. I turned so that I was facing her. I didn't like my back to her. She leaned close and whispered into my ear. Let's go die together. She grabbed my arm and tried to usher me into her bedroom where she had pills she had stolen from the hospital. She also had her own stash of antipsychotics and antidepressants. I knew she wanted me to take the pills. I didn't exactly trust that she would take them too. I didn't believe she wanted to die together. 
Somewhere inside, I knew she was acting, pretending. She was acting like she was crazy in order to trick me. I knew this intuitively, but I knew how to hide my intuition. She could read my intuition. She could practically read my thoughts. Stop it, Mom, I said urgently. Stop pretending. She laughed and leaned closer. Let's go die together, she whispered. The house was a disaster, and the kitchen where we were standing looked as if squatters had been living there. Every inch of counter space was covered with dirty dishes, old cans of tomatoes, pans with dried rice, dirty dishes. The tumblers of half-drunk whiskey and orange juice had separated into layers of amber and yellow. For some reason, there was a rolling pin on the counter. We had never baked in our house, and it struck me as crazy that it would be laying right there amongst the rotting cans of Spam, shrimp cocktail, and congealing Apple Jacks and milk. A garbage can was in the middle of the room because earlier that night, my mother had vomited repeatedly from her whiskey and OJ. After many cleanup attempts, I finally dragged the can in for her to lean over as she gagged up her cocktail. Stop it, Mom. I said again, but this time more urgently. The house was a time warp, and she and I existed together at that moment, and no one or nothing could penetrate that reality. I took a deep breath, and for some reason I began to scream. I screamed so loudly that I knew that all of the neighbors must have heard me. The scream was a kind of abandon, for I had completely lost my mind. My mother stood on the other side of the trash can and her vomitous garbage took up space between us. I continued to scream and she continued to whisper in a soft, hushed tone, let's go die together. Then she began calling me by her sister Betty's name. And so she whispered, Betty, let's go die together. I continued to scream. I held my hands on the rim of the garbage can and I stared at her, still screaming. Suddenly, I noticed the rolling pin. I looked at it, and she watched me and smiled. I decided I would pick it up. I would pick up the rolling pin, and I would beat her on the head with it. I would beat her until she stopped whispering for me to follow her and swallow down a handful of pills. I would beat her until she was dead. My mother smirked because she could read my mind.